Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We're your hosts, James and Anthony. Today's episode is the weekly chat number 17. Hello, movie friends. We were a little late on this episode because we forgot to record it yesterday. Is today Wednesday? Oh, it's today Wednesday. Is Wednesday. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, we <laughs> I, we got a, we got a little busy uh, with a lot of work. We recorded it for three hours, did a ton of editing, but also we desi- redesigned a new logo for us. I think we just kind of just like sometimes we get lose track it in the of calendar, it. Yeah, yeah, because and. I just completely forgot about it, and then this morning when I woke up, I was like, "Oh crap, we didn't do the weekly chat I didn't yesterday." It was Wednesday. The days have been blending in because we've done a lot of filming. Getting we're getting like really ahead of schedule. We had we did three hours of filming Monday night, then three hours of filming Tuesday morning. We did four episodes total, and then I think we just spaced out doing all the other graphics work and editing. I think we've done because we've been guests on other people's show. I think we've done, I think, eight episodes in the last week. It's Maybe been, full episodes. Nuts. Full episodes, yeah. yeah. My brain is just fried. That's why, like, last night, I just needed to shut my brain off and watch a movie. I watched 13 Lives on Amazon, which you highly recommended, like, several times to me. I was like, you have to watch this. Uh, Ron Howard directed. It's based on the true story of those 13 boys, the soccer players, that soccer team that got trapped in that cave. In Thailand. In Thailand because of flooding and, and torrential rains before, right before the monsoon season. And all these people, the country of Thailand and people coming from all over the world, had to figure out how to first discover where the boys were and find them inside these completely flooded caverns and caves and then figure out how to get them out. It was absolutely incredible. I can't believe no one's talking about this movie. It was I was on the edge of my seat for two and a half hours. It's a long movie, but it's totally worth the watch. I was just like scared i was feeling so much anxiety it was like watching a safety brothers movie except longer <laughs> it was it's my top three of the year it really is absolutely it's, sensational. It's, it's unbelievable it's not going to get any recognition because it was on amazon prime it got no marketing at all they had released a trailer like not even a month before they released it the film on prime and i didn't i hadn't even heard of it but then i was attracted to i i watch everything ron howard makes he's an one of the best american directors of all time uh, but I had no idea what this project was, I, and I had, I remember the news story because it, w- it happened in 2018, and it's not just like a, a normal cave system. The boys were trapped, uh, I think it's two and a half miles deep within these ter- treacherous caverns, and it took expert divers just six and a half hours to reach them. And then not only did they find them, but then they had to figure out how to get these little kids through the most dangerous underwater terrain that these divers had ever experienced because not only is it flooded but there's intense currents that are pushing water flowing against the divers so even the expert divers could barely get through back and forth but i don't want to spoil anything but it's a really unbelievable true story and i hope more people watch it yeah it was hardly marketed you're right i was uh, because i remember i remember seeing the trailer for it i remember seeing that vigo the face as well as colin farrell were in it so awesome and it's clearly a very much a Thai production as well. I mean, the vast majority of the cast is is Thai. And so it's a really great film, international, mixed with Hollywood production. So it was, man, I was blown away. I'm, I woke up still thinking about it. I couldn't believe how he pulled it off. He did such a great job. Ron Howard, highly recommend checking it out. This movie's not getting any buzz or talk, uh, but we'll we'll talk about it because it's great. But other than that, we redesigned our logo for our 
podcast art, like basically the album cover that shows up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Even do even though in our do, profile photos, yeah, even though we do custom images on Spotify and the other platforms for whatever we're talking about with the logo in there, but on Apple Podcasts specifically, majority of our listeners are there. So we were like, well, let's redesign the logo. Anthony's like, we need to see us better, and we both wanted to get the font bigger of the t- of the logo of the sh- of the show, make it pop. We just wanted to stand out more. And we spent like four hours like <laughs> trying to figure he it out. He came up with design. I came up with design. He came up with design. I came up with design. Then Anthony, that's, that's creative workflow right there. Then Anthony came up with the basis of what we created. Then I was like, how about we make it like black in the background and we make this film real white? And he, so Anthony came up with like the original of the new design. And then we just reworked it and got some opinions from some friends about the color scheme. And it ends up working great it looks like we're like standing inside of a dark theater with the screen projecting just the like the the glow of light above us the logo the text of the show is huge that little film reel you found i made that white and then it just looks it pops and co- uh coincidentally we matched the, what we came up with our color scheme with our clothing for what we wore during the photo shoot we had like <laughs> yeah. i'm wearing like a like an orange mustard shirt and you're wearing black and gray yeah. w- gray and black uh polo that wasn't planned yeah matches the happened. logo so well so it actually like really pops now it took it, it took a bunch of tries because we both we were both thinking in different directions which can be a problem creatively uh, but once we once we came up with the that first seed that because I was like, oh, I have, I think I have something. And you were like, oh, it's great, but what if we do this? And I was like, oh, what if we do this? And you were like, what if we do this? So once we started working together, it went really well. Nailed it, man. <laughs> it, it went smoothly. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> but uh, now you, you, look, you look back at the old photo. We were like so tiny in the frame. You could barely see our faces. And I, I, my big thing was like, because it was your idea to change it in the first place. But, I, but my two cents was like, I want our faces bigger. I want people to be able to see us. Because, you know, you're such a good-looking guy over there. You got to get a big close-up on your <laughs> gotta, noggin. got to sell it, man. You got to sell it with your face, dude. Like, and also so people can see we're twins. If, so yeah. I, th- I think it was important the that, twin like... twin thing sells. Yeah, because we were so tidy in the frame before, and it was like... Uh, it the, just, the design was cute, it was, but it wasn't it was nice. effective, I think, yeah. or eye-catching. And then um, looking at it on Spotify, it really it does stand out. And the orange font pops on the black background really well. Yeah, the thing with the orange is really it only black goes with it. <laughs> <laughs> or a, a dark shade of something else, like but, a, like, very dark mid-tones. Yeah, very dark blue, yeah. desaturated. But, like, we went with black and white and orange, and I think it, it fits the tone of the logo. Like you said, we shouldn't change the color scheme. And I succumbed to that, and, <laughs> and we came up with something great. <laughs> I beat you down. He's like, he had a bat. He's like, we're not changing. Like, I came up with um, a marquee theater sign, which I thought was really cool. It was, it's a cool design. Maybe it'll be fun. We can use it for like some marketing thing some other time in the yeah, future. Yeah. I think it was great, but just not for, yeah. for what we needed. All I did was I changed the font to red, and I made it seem like those red letters on theater signs, the exteriors. It looked cool, but you're right. Got to keep the orange, white, and black. Sometimes, like, I mean, for anything creative, when you get an idea, initially, it might seem like, oh, Oh, it's amazing, but uh, the, it, sometimes it's good to have a little space and a little distance from whatever you came up with, anything creatively, to, and also get a second opinion. Uh, like, I wanted it colorful, and you were like, I don't feel the color. I, I'm, you weren't you weren't happy or satisfied with it being, like, blue for a color palette uh, behind us for the background. And you were you're adamant about having uh, some kind of background showing, like, a theater or a movie theme. And so, but I, then I... In, I eventually I found like the perfect photo online of theater seats that like was in good quality 
it was good quality and it, it was centered and you could tell their theater seats. It's hard to find them. And then we reworked it so no one will ever know what it is. But <laughs> <laughs> And we st- we stole a film projector too online. <laughs> yeah, but I reworked that yeah. as well so you can never know. It's not copywritten. <laughs> it's completely different. But it looks legit. It looks yeah. legit, legit as hell. And then I, I updated the Instagram and TikTok profile I like the, uh, the TikTok profile. I, mo- photo, I moved yeah. the logos and yeah. stuff around to like fit it. inside the circle. So new look, new new us. New us. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because uh, we wore our red carpet outfits. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. No, I didn't wear that. The red. Carpet. I wore my red carpet outfit. Yeah. I, trust me, man. I wasn't. I got better clothes for the red carpet than this. <laughs> Just getting started. <laughs> Slowly, one one shirt at a time. You wore that IMAX work. that that polo. I wore that's what the bullet wore, train. Screen. Yeah, yeah, bullet train. Yeah. Yes, that's that's correct though. <laughs> I went to the gym today and I saw the bitch guy. Oh, the, I see him a lot actually now. The nowadays. guy who was calling you yeah, a bitch. Yeah, guy who was calling me a bitch. Uh, I see him a lot and he just like, he sees me and he just like looks away. And sometimes it's really I'm- really uncomfortable. Yeah, sometimes I'm with our friend and then uh, he'll actually be near us and we, we'll just like giggle about it and then you, he could, we could see him looking at us giggle from like side <laughs> eye. It's really funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this guy has just probably ruined his gym experience every time he sees me. He thinks of that. Well, it's his fault. Yeah. I mean, what kind of person does that? He's clearly on a cycle or something and very upset <laughs> and very angry. Maybe he's trying to slide into a lot of girls' DMs and it's not working out for him. Who Probably, knows? You know, yeah. how, you know how some dudes are. Yeah, oh, yeah. Most dudes are normal, but some dudes are just... These LA bros. They're just like... Uh, there's, what is it? The kids call them Sigma? Mm-hmm. Sigma bros? So what's that exactly mean? I'm not, I'm not super hip. Well, not Sigma Sigma Bros aren't guys who pursue girls. Sigma Bros are guys who like they're just lone wolves. They don't need anyone, and they don't even need a woman. They don't need a guy. They don't need friends. Like it's like that's like the Sigma thing. Uh, All like it, hell, highly independent. Self-aligned. Yeah, that's why Patrick Bateman and Tyler Durden and characters like that have, are part of the Sigma idea. Of people who are just like on their own, they do their own thing. They don't need anybody. It's kind of like you. You're kind of a, you're kind of a sigma. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, you're a lone wolf. Well, actually, you have a little pack. You have you and Juno. <laughs> <laughs> Juno's definitely a sigma. No, he's a bitch. Okay, yeah, he needs you. He's he's, he's a dependent. Wow, well, lots of b bombs today. Juno's a dependent. <laughs> well, all pets are dependent. It depends but, on. But you. he's he's like dog dependent sometimes. On just you. Yeah, he's been. He's been coming to my room to cuddle me for like, he does it like 10 minutes at a time. It's very cute. The other day, I showed you a photo. Um, he goes right on your I'll, face. Because my editing station, my desk, yeah, that's what I call it, my stations in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, uh, my power station. Whoa, whoa, where you, I, you have colorful LEDs. That, I, I think that LED, makes it a station. I have, when you have the red LED bar, that is, a, that is a station. It's not just red. It can change it to any color I want. I don't know if you know this. It's a strip. Wow. Power what, sh- that's an LED strip. definitely sounds like a station. It's very Sigma. Um, <laughs> so I got my, my, uh, my editing stations inside my bedroom. And uh, I'll, I'll be doing my work in there. Then usually between like 10 and 11 o'clock when I'm editing or something, he'll come in my room and just go, meow, meow, meow. And what he wants is for me to lay down in my bed and for him to come jump on my chest and pet him. And he drools on my face. That's my how neck. he likes to get pet. So like, but he comes in there meowing like an, like an asshole. Like, meow. Like, I think he's hurt, but he's just looking at me like, pet me, pet me. <laughs> and then the other day... It was very cute because he only will let you pet him. Well, for me personally, same, same. If he's laying on my chest, he has to be. It's like he needs to be on top of you, 
or like sitting on you. It's really weird. It. If you try to pet him when he's standing or on his own, you can get a couple pets in, but then he's gonna bite you. But he even he won't lay on your lap. He won't sit in your no. lap. He, it has to be on. It like rarely. Your chest. It happens like twice a month. It has to be on like your chest or neck. <laughs> it's so weird. So many innuendos. He needs here. to have his face right in your face. So then <laughs> he needs to look at your eyes. The other day, <laughs> it drool on your chin. He was he he's he was readjusted himself after I was petting him. And he readjusted himself on top of my face. <laughs> so he's literally like laying entirely on my face, purring, drooling on me. It was very cute, but I could not bear it for too long. Yeah, he, uh, I couldn't breathe. He's a weird cat. He's so weird. <laughs> Other, most cats, you could just pet them whenever, but not him. Like, he needs to be, it needs to be during his time. He's in charge of when he gets pet. And if you try to pet him, he just, he'll, he'll attack your hand. He'll, he'll claw your hand and bite it. He's like, if you, but you can get like two quick pets in if he's like standing near you. See, I've never met a cat like him. He's definitely not a sigma. Oh, definitely not. He's <laughs> he's a he's a little 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 baby, little little baby. Oh man. <laughs> what would you do at the gym today? What, what kind of workout? I did chest day. I love chest day. I got the cables. So was in Juno. Yeah. And that guy was on the other cables for like ten minutes. <laughs> the, the smaller one. Yeah. He must have been pissed that you were on the big one. I was there first, bro. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> But uh, the set is really, I'm really happy with the set. We've just filmed our first episode with the sign-up from Anthony and Taylor. And it's, it it's just looks amazing. I can't wait to edit that episode. Oh, you're editing that episode. Mm-hmm. And then otherwise, we're just filling up a couple of more empty spaces in the coming days and weeks. But I'm really happy with what we have. Uh, we got so much great stuff. Uh, it, it just it looks amazing. And I'm very satisfied with because I wasn't sure about changing the set when you had the idea a couple months ago. I was like, oh, why, why, why mess up a good thing? And now I'm like, I can't imagine having that corner. I, I want to puke corner. when I watch the old set. <laughs> I want to puke. I, I get, uh, uh, uh. Anyone who's a content creator of any kind, whether it be you know any kind of art, drawing, music, film, videos, music videos, whatever. Like When you look at your old content, you, yeah. for me personally, I always cringe. Even though at the time I thought it was great, or maybe it was good and people really responded to it well. When you look at old versions of your work, you're just like, oh, 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 <laughs> terrible. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Now, I, I looked at, because uh, I've been uh, just streaming uh, old episodes with, uh, with a new YouTube account to just boost up the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and so I start with the early episodes and they look terrible. They look so gotta, bad. You got to do what you got to do, player. Yeah, but you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, make sure you're not. I wonder if it tracks the IP address versus the Google account. I don't know. It get, it counts as views. No, I know. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes the algorithm is like, this guy is streaming too much, and he has the same IP address as the channel. Well, I use my I use my smartphone for one, and my laptop, and then also my desktop. Technically, the IP address for who created the channel would be my old laptop. So we're yeah, you created yeah with my old um what was my I had a, a Dell. Remember that old Oh, silver, the old Dell I used to make silver, fun of. That silver, <laughs> oh, don't make fun of my Dell. Actually, it never I hate, worked. I hated that thing. It was terrible. It was I it, it was so slow. I was pretty glad when it died. <laughs> I was just like cuz you have when you have it was an expensive computer, it was nice. It was like a cuz I, I was not cake. I wasn't doing well <laughs> financially. I, right, I was doing okay financially. I was still at my full-time job when we were starting the podcast, but we were investing so much money into the show. And we had both invested thousands of dollars, and this was we weren't really making any money yet. This was like within like four months, and I needed a new computer for all the work we were doing, the extra work. So I went to Best Buy. I ended up getting a Dell, and not 
a MacBook because the MacBooks they're so expensive, especially if you want like for the pro- stuff software. Like you get production. not a MacBook Air. You're talking about something you need for editing. Yeah, I wanted a yeah. MacBook, and so I instead I got a Dell that is just as powerful, if not more powerful. It had more internal hard drive space, uh, more powerful RAM. It was like 10 gigabyte RAM versus like if I wanted, I was like going to get the cheap MacBook, but it's almost pointless to get a cheap MacBook or the lowest version. Yeah. Like, like when you get like a MacBook that has like a 250 gigabyte hard drive, you it's can't like, do I mean, much with it. All if, you can unless, do is browse doing, the internet. If you're doing editing, that's you're going to have to edit off an external hard drive and you can never get it replaced. You get it. You get it. That's how you get it. Yeah. Uh, unless you get it customized and it t- takes months and months and months. So I got the Dell. It was affordable. Dude, you got a Dell. It was more affordable than the Mac, but you know. Windows software, I know a lot of people love it, and, and some people hate it. I, hate I, it. I'm impartial towards I it. I hate it. Because we grew up with Windows, obviously. I didn't get a Mac or use Macs until I was in college, I think. And then my old job, my full-time job, I was PC at work. I had like a sick-ass like rocket ship computer. This thing was insane. <laughs> um, but it was PC-based, obviously, like most custom computer builds are, and or all custom computer builds are, and... So I was very accustomed to the PC software, and I was like, I might as well just have one software in my life. So I was like, I'll get that was another reason to get the Dell versus the Mac. So I'm, I'm using PC at work. And I'm using so PC PC at, used what, Windows as well. Yeah, so it, PC PC mm, Windows same thing. Okay, and so I was using PC and Windows at work and at home at for the podcast. So it was seamless transition for me, and then. It died because I. <laughs> this is what happened. Oh yeah, I was uh, like coming. I, I was. It was late at night one night, and I think I had just transferred files from your computer back here in the studio to my laptop, and I was walking to the house. It was late at night. I forgot about and this. And then I think Juno escaped. Yeah, he escaped. He this escaped. is when he was an this indoor before, cat. Before we started he letting was, him he out, he was very little. He escaped, and he was in the bushes in the backyard. And I was like, shit. So I, I put my computer down on the grass because I immediately had to go find him because he was still young, and he was only like four or five months old. Yeah. We were still really scared about him getting out. And so we tracked him down in the bushes. We eventually got him and put him back inside. I forgot about my laptop, which was on the grass. In the morning, I get up, and... We have a sprinkler system in the grass. It's sustainable, don't worry. <laughs> it's eco water. It's, it's uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and my computer died from the from getting blasted with, with water blast. while it was on. While well, it was still on, but yeah. still, it just got completely drenched and soaked. I did everything. I, I left it out to dry and yeah. upside down, and nothing worked. It, it doesn't turn on anymore. So I was like, "Oh no, I have to buy a new computer." <laughs> so then I got, and this was when the new MacBook. Uh, the 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 M1s came out with the new the software. The new chip. They had a new chip. The, the new A1 chip, new chip. processor. Yeah, the A1 chip was And I was beast. like, let's go. So I got that. And I was like, no, no turn back. Since it's an incredible computer. It exports faster than my iMac. It's got, it's super fast, very powerful. It's like my favorite, I think, electronic device I've ever owned. Although it's it's uh, the perfect size for a 10-year-old. It's <laughs> <laughs> You got like a 10-inch screen. Dude, that thing was like $1,800, <laughs> by the way. It's 15 inches. No, it's not. See, no, the, the Dell it's was thir- no, no, the Dell was no 13 way. inches. When I use your computer, I have to like go up to the screen to see what's going on. Put on some glasses. <laughs> the Mac, the my MacBook is 15 inches. We have to measure that. We, I, we measure can, it. yeah, because the Dell was 13 inches. That one uh-huh. was tiny. That was like, yeah, that one was small too. Yeah, I remember. I'm all about the big. <laughs> I, I like the big ones. This was, <laughs> yeah, we all know that. Um, <laughs> Moral of the story is don't leave your computers on the lawn unless you want to subconsciously get it destroyed to buy a new one. Yeah. So it, I was happy that I had to buy a new one. It would have been okay if it was off. Maybe. Uh, because uh, when when the, when an electronic device gets wet, if it's on, the, the water will mess up the circuits while electricity is running. 
But if you have an electronic device that's off and it gets wet, dry it out, air it out, and then it will work fine. So it's because it was left on, probably in sleep mode. Uh, but I think he, I, I think it was meant to happen. It can still get messed up, you know. The, and ironically, now Juno's outdoors all the time. It's not like computers are waterproof as long as yeah. they're off. You yeah. Know? There's a lot of little mini intricate components and glue and 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 soldered pieces inside those. those so things. many soldered. There's a pieces. lot of stuff going on. It's like a little Lego set. <laughs> So R.I.P. Dell. I still have it. It's just like it's just, was it just a paperweight? No, it's just chilling in storage. <laughs> Use it as a tray, just in case. Like I don't know. You can, I don't know. <laughs> you can sell a computer. It doesn't work. No, you can sell it for parts. <laughs> Broken parts. No, I'm gonna put it in. Here, t- here's the ten year old laptop that I, I broke. Do you want to buy the parts, bro? What are those things where where people bury things for hundred years? Oh, a uh, time like capsule. Yeah, I'll put it in a time capsule. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like Raiders of the Lost Podcast. They're going to be so disappointed. Whoever finds it will be so disappointed. (laughs) It'll be like a laptop and like old shoes. Do you remember doing time capsules in school? Yeah, I don't remember ever opening it again. I feel like it was just BS for the day, and the teacher like later at at the end of the day when we went home from school just dug it up and took it home. I mean, did we dig it, or did they say they were going to dig it? I I don't think we actually dug it. We put it somewhere. Yeah, I think I think the teacher like made the capsule with us, and then we're like, and they were like, okay, we're going to dig this. Tossed (laughs) it. We never, we never addressed it again. And then they put it in a dumpster. <laughs> For the rest of our school career, definitely put it in a dumpster. They're like, screw these kids. <laughs> kids are so dumb. It's just 2001. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then there's the uh, the letter you write to yourself when you're a little kid, and you open it. In, Do you like, remember getting grade. that? I remember. I think I remember getting it in high in sixth grade or in high school. I think elementary school. Because I had a teacher. I'm pretty sure it was my teacher, Mr. Keen. And, Mr. Um, Keen. Mr. Keen was awesome. History, and, and social and studies. Him. And he had us write letters to ourselves, and I'm pretty sure it was his class. And then he ended up mailing them to us, like when we were in high school, which was really cool to get a letter from yourself in like the sixth grade. So oh, he, that's nice. He, he did it himself. Like we we wrote. I'm pretty sure it was him, and it was a really cool. Experience. He was a nice teacher. Yeah, he was the best. He would always say, uh, "All right." After things he said, he he would say like a fact and say, "All right," and then they didn't get. It. Dude, I was teacher's pet in sixth grade too. Like I was just you like, loved Mr. Keen. No, but all my classes, too. I was Hermione Granger in every class. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good year because, like, we were learning, like, ancient Rome and ancient Egypt, like, in the same year. It was just like... Because a, a gr- he taught, taught social studies. Yeah, right? yeah, and history. He had, he had the I think, the best classes. And I remember we dressed up. At, you were Zeus and I was... Uh, no, I was Poseidon. You were Poseidon and I was Zeus. Yeah, yeah that was fun. I had a blue wig. And a <laughs> beard. Well, because we had to give a presentation on a Greek god yeah. that we were learning, and it was really fun. And we all went up and dressed up as Greek gods and gave our presentations. And I remember making the the, the cloak, or I mean, well, not the cloak, the uh, the Rogue? toga, toga, yeah, the toga with mom. It was it was a lot of fun. I, and I, I remember, I mean, didn't you? Weren't you Julius Caesar in a play? Yeah, was Caesar. Yeah, you were Caesar. Yeah, that was fourth grade. <laughs> I'm telling you, I peaked when I was a kid. Not only did I win the the little league championship when I was. Tw- 12 pitching in the game winning world <laughs> series game we went three we, we beat the orioles that were the orioles were the stacked were the unfair they team. were stacked you know every little league team there's there's one team that like the dads got together and yeah. like made the coaches most, sons because like, yeah. there's a draft in a lottery when people yeah. pick their teams it's supposed to be a draft like kind of like a like a fantasy draft yeah there's no way that the four best players in the entire city were on one team. It was but Kyle and the twins. Lowen's and a couple more kids. Yeah. Uh, what were I, don't want, I don't want yeah. to name drop people. Yeah, okay, you know, yeah. We shouldn't do that. But there was another set of twins, and they were like... No, one of the twins was on my team. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, okay. But Don, they, Don they was on my team. Hey, name drop. I didn't say his last name. <laughs> um, but they were like... 
athletic phenoms yeah, compared to us. Yeah, they're yeah. like freaking nature yeah. athletes. They were they, they were tall and strong and fast so and good yeah, at everything. The yeah. Orioles had five of those. Yeah. We had Donnie and me <laughs> <laughs> and a couple other kids. And uh but we went that that team was undefeated the whole season. The Orioles didn't yeah, lose a yeah, single yeah. game. And then we made it through the playoffs. And it was double elimination playoffs. So you, if you lose once, you still get to play again. But if you lose two games in the playoffs, you're completely out. And we had lost a game in the playoffs. But it was, it was when a lot of kids played baseball. So you had a long Everyone season. Played, yeah. And so like there were a ton of teams. So many games. So and many like, teams. The yeah. playoffs were so long and, and, and a lot of fun. It was like real life. It was, it was awesome. I missed it. It was magnetic. Miss it was electric. Yeah, especially a big city like Waltham where we grew up with a ton of kids growing up there at uh, Nipamah Pack. Nipamah Pack. And so... um. We lost a game, but we were we made it to the championship. We made it to the finals, and it was going to be like a, basically a three game uh, series against us and the Orioles. And we won the first game, and then I pitched the second game, and we won, and we upset the undefeated team. And it we it was electric, man. It was insane. That that whole field was packed with like yeah parents and kids all over the place because there's a baseball field in the middle of a neighborhood and stuff like that. And, and it was it, the final game. Like everyone who like attends games there was like, oh, I'll watch the championship. Yeah, and, it was sick. And like because the, their kids would want to go watch it because the kids are friends of kids on the team of the, the final match. Plus, so yeah, and there's a ton of people. Everyone who was eliminated was there yeah. watching. So it was insane. Like I never pitched in front of so many people before in my life. And it was, dude, it was so fun. And then we won. It was incredible. And I remember, I remember we were the Oakland A's. Yeah, I remember. I wasn't on that team, was I? No, you were on the Cardinals. Yeah, I was on the Cardinals. You guys, uh, we sucked. <laughs> we were so bad. <laughs> right. We were the worst team. <laughs> I don't think you were the worst team. But we were one of the worst. Whenever we were, you were on the schedule, we would be like, oh, yeah, we're playing the Cardinals. We, our, the thing is, we had a bunch of young kids on our team. I remember and a bunch of like small kids and like. We were just not good. It, I was, it was me and like another kid, and we were like the only like good baseball players. <laughs> and we were just like, and I was uh, I was a catcher, and I remember because I was you were a pitcher, and I was a catcher in baseball, and most of our pitchers were just like terrible. And I was like, be, I would be catching, I'd be like, oh my god, they can't even throw a strike. <laughs> it was rough. It was rough. Uh, but Look, listen to the little eleven year old like talking shit behind the mask. <laughs> that's oh, what you do with the humps. Anthony's like smoking a cigarette. He's like, oh, this kid's terrible. <laughs> oh no. Uh, I, I the best part about playing catcher is that you and the umps just shoot the shit the whole time. Oh, I never knew that. You just you're just chatting, you're making fun of stuff, and <laughs> making fun of kids. These thirty year old umps <laughs> making fun of eleven year old kids. Sometimes they're older, man. They're in their fifties sometimes, um, but it, they're actually they, and they're really cool. And like, you, you're chatting the whole time. And when something bad happens, you're like, I can't believe that happened. Like sometimes you would get the worst part about playing catcher is. Uh, loose balls, so like a wild pitch that would hit the dirt or the, or especially if it hit the home base, then it would ricochet in an awkward way, uh, depending on what, like it could, it could hit like the edge of the plate, uh, because the plates are the home plate is in is about half an inch up off the ground, so it's a little elevated, so it can can cause a an awkward angle for the ball to bounce off, and you'll you'll just hit you'll just get balls in the like the worst spots like real fast, but then also foul balls. A foul tip can just go right at your neck. You had there was a pad, so you had your mask, and then there was a dangling neck pad because if you didn't have that on, a ball could hit you right in the throat and like get, like mess you up. But you you would get like a ball off the shoulder or off like the thigh on the side and or off like your ankle and like these little spots that aren't covered by all your pads. But the worst the worst thing that could happen was you could get hit by bats quite a lot uh, sometimes. If a kid would get a hit, when you when you get a hit, whether you're batting, if you're batting lefty, 
you, you you say you swing your bat and you get a hit, you throw your bat to the right of you, which away. And if you're batting right-handed, if you get a hit, you, you throw your bat to the left, usually, or just out of the way. But sometimes there were kids who they would get a hit and they would just whip the bat behind them right at me. And so I, I would get like a metal bat on like my, my collarbone or just like a metal bat like hit me in the face. Uh, and so those are probably the worst hits. You just get crazy impacts and you get ricochet on your head and, and whiplash. And, but the bats were like the most dangerous. But I, I took a couple, I took a, ba- a couple bad balls, uh, wild pitches and foul tips in, the, uh, in, the, in, in my package a couple of times. That was pretty rough. You're not wearing a cup? You wear a cup, but it's like when you're crouched down, it's like it's not perfectly covering everything when you're in that squatted position. And like also if like you're moving in a certain way to get the wild pitch or like, it's just like sometimes it frees up a little empty space. But I remember one time I got, and even if you're wearing the, wearing the cup, it can get hit. You can get hit in the cup and it could still kill. Like it still hurts. I remember one time I got hit down there real bad and they had to stop the game because I was like on the ground for like five minutes in <laughs> agony. I think I remember that. Yeah, and they couldn't continue the game because I'm the catcher. Like there's no there wasn't another catcher on the team and I had I had the pads so but like you I just had to like man up and just like take the take the agony and just continue playing. Otherwise the game wouldn't have continued. So there's been I've had I had plenty of bad moments of pain while playing catcher, but I really liked it. Man, I miss baseball. I think the worst injury I ever had during baseball was Sliding into second base one time on a crappy baseball field, and there was just a hole oh, in front of second base, and I my knee went right into it, and I played the rest of the game, but like that thing got so swollen when I got home. But like so, sometimes when you're traveling to other teams' fields or other fields, like some of them are really nice, some of them are pretty bad and aren't well kept, and the grass is just like the weeds. grass in the outfield can be really bad can sometimes. Be really, plus, yeah. also you can there's there's just holes back there that yeah. like they don't get filled in, and it's this, dangerous. You can it, roll it an can ankle. Be dangerous no problem. in some of these fields, some of these crappy they, they, fields. The, the, they need to be ten, well tended, otherwise injuries will be pretty common. And the the dirt needs to be smooth and flat. That's why so much work goes into like the prep and and raking it and getting the dirt wet so they can smooth it out. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I miss I, I miss, the, I miss baseball. Playing baseball was the funnest sport ever, man. It was a blast. It was just a, a lifestyle kind of thing. I'm it was sure, great. Like, it's like it, hockey very much like it that. It was like too. your bubble, like bait, playing baseball. Because, it, it, and especially because so many kids played with us. I remember every year when the season started, there were, we would do what was called the parade. So every team uh, for every age group, both the Little League and um, Senior League is what we called like teenagers. And Little League was up to 11. And seniors. Juniors and seniors. Thank you. And we would all, for the first day, the parade day, we would all arrive in our uniforms and we'd stand in, in groups of our teams and we'd do this huge walking parade around the entire uh, park, which was and so around much the fun. neighborhood too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, around the neighborhood. It was so much fun. And then also for July 4th weekend, what our league did, which was really cool, was teams from Canada would come down. Oh, yeah, Remember the that? Canada, the travel so we'd ha- teams. We'd have a yeah. July 4th weekend, like. Canadian uh, and American baseball little league like tournament, which yeah. is super fun. That yeah. was always a blast playing against like Canadian teams and stuff like that. I forgot about that. That was when Those it was like the, the all star team would play against the Canadian teams. Yeah, that, that was super. It was like the Canadians all star team versus our all star team. Yeah, it was it was great. And, and then, then we were on a traveling team once. I, I was on a I was on another traveling team where it was um what was it when I was in like the seniors I was on a, mm-hmm. a Nipper Mar traveling team too. 
Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, we, we wouldn't travel far. We would just travel to other cities like around Massachusetts to play them. But Little League, yeah. there's something about it. Like, I miss it. It'll never be the same because our our nephew plays in the same Little League that we played in. And they have like four teams, five teams. Because there's not a lot of kids are playing sports like they used yeah, to. Not a lot of kids are playing baseball. So, yeah, de- our, our brother, his kids playing the same league. And there's, I think, they, I think there's five teams. Yeah. There used to be like 20. Yeah, yeah. It's so crazy. There, there used to be... It used to be 12 teams around, and each team had easily 14, 15 kids. They were deep, you know? yeah. They were, they were pretty deep, so a lot of kids in the in waiting to go in. So you, we even had the problem where some kids couldn't didn't play. get enough playing yeah. time. And um, so now it's just like not a lot of kids are playing sports. It seems like way less kids are playing baseball. Baseball is for sure a dying sport, especially with what's going on with Major League Baseball and how long these games take and stuff like that. But I think maybe maybe basketball is becoming more popular with younger kids for sure. But it, I think in general, even now with with basketball leagues, there's there's less teams, there's less kids out there playing sports. Yeah, I guess, I suppose, I mean, maybe technology has something to do with that and being able to experience so many things online as opposed to actually physically doing them. And also, I'm sure there's so many kids who, who maybe – they played baseball and didn't enjoy it. Maybe their parents kind of like wanted them to play. And so maybe those kids aren't being pressure, pressured to play a sport they don't want to play anymore. So I think a lot goes into that. But it definitely, it's kind of sad seeing that like, because the camaraderie that's built with playing sports on a team sport is really terrific. And it's a great way for socializing outside of school and also socializing and meeting people that like don't live in your neighborhood. Because you, you make so many friends of kids who, don't even go to the same school as you. You just play at the same ballpark. And I think it's a great way of connecting with other children. Uh, it's really terrific for developing social skills and confidence and uh, teamwork and ethic, like all sorts of things. Especially for young boys. Obviously, girls, too, in teams, team sports and team activities are incredible. But, you know, boys, they're more prone to ADD and ADHD. And I think getting that energy out because they're known for being more rowdy and rough when they're young, that's just part of their... DNA in there. That's what boys are like. And so I think it's important for them to be in sport activities or in group activities with other boys and other girls and stuff too, just to, just to get the socializing out and to have fun. You know, I think it's important to play sports. That's why we always played sports probably because mom and dad needed a babysitter. (laughs) (laughs) All these goddamn kids. But I think it's really important in all of our nephews, they play sports. Our nieces play sports too. So I think it's really important for kids' development. Although it was actually tough on our parents at some po- at a, p- a certain point where we were all playing baseball at the same park at some point because we were playing t-ball there while our older brothers were in the seniors, little sluggers, yeah, little sluggers. And so <laughs> they were my. I remember I was talking to mom about it a couple months ago. And she said that there were there would be like three games a, a day sometimes, and they'd have to just be at the park all day and. And have to arrange and organize when to drive us, who there, who wanted to pick someone else up. And so at one point when we were all playing at the same field and before our older brothers were like old enough to drive themselves anywhere, it was pretty, pretty demanding on, on everyone. And then the year that we decided to be on separate teams, because it was always easy when we were together, always on the yeah. same team. But then we started being on separate teams because we were like, I, think it, I don't think I we, I don't think we decided. I think it was because it was a draft. I think they asked us if we wanted to be on the same team. And we were like, that's oh, OK. Yeah. So we yeah, decided to be yeah. on separate teams. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, exactly what I, I said. put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could have been on the same team. Yeah, they accommodate siblings. And yeah, twins. yes. Because it would be easier for parents. for parents yeah. work schedules if you have kids on different teams. So it's just easier a lot of times, but we wanted to be on separate teams. You and got, uh, we you, won the championship. And we were the Cardinals. And the Cardinals sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I hated our uniforms, too, because it was like 
this like gray blue. Remember with the? I thought uh, you guys were red. No, we had a gray blue shirt with a red trim on the collar and sleeves, and then it was the red logo on of the Cardinal sitting on top of the baseball bat. You know what it was? We had they changed the. Oh, they changed it. Yeah. Yeah. So you one year you were like that, the next year right, you, had yeah. the, you had the new red ones. Yeah. We had yes, the, yes, yes, yes. Because I remember. Like more, Jersey shirts yeah. versus like the cheap like little league ones. Well, no, it wasn't cheap. <clears throat> they were they were <clears throat> they were more accurate to like actual baseball uniforms, and they had like the stretchy. It was like tight. It was stretchy material. Remember? Yeah, cheap little league yeah. uniforms. Then we and got then, jersey. Then, ones. Then, we, then we got like yeah, big bulky ones. But I remember when we got the red jerseys. You're reminding me now, and we got the red hats too. I was like, this is so much better. Yeah, so you're just agreeing with everything I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I haven't eaten yet today. <laughs> you just keep regurgitating what I say. <laughs> I keep saying no. That's not what I mean. No, no, we didn't choose to be on separate teams. They asked if we wanted to be on the same team, and we said no. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, you good? You good, bro? I'm great, man. I'm great. I need a. I need some meat. I need some food. Well, how about we, we wrap up this weekly chat right now, so you can get something in his belly because he's starting to lose it. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, thanks everyone tuning in. So for episodes this week, we have Bullet Train coming out tomorrow with special guests, the Popcorn Podcast. We went in depth analysis on that film. And our version of theirs is coming out that day, too, Exactly, right? and so yeah. we're dropping on their podcast, an episode mm-hmm. on the best TV film, I mean, TV shows of all time, so that'll be on the Popcorn Podcast episodes. It's a little crossover event, as well as Monday, we posted an episode on Marvel Phase 5 with our friend Amanda Castrillo, just going over and analyzing everything to come with Marvel Phase 5, our most anticipated projects, as well as a little bit talking about the future of Phase 5 and 6, and what the MCU's up to. Next week, we have some great episodes as well. We're starting Star Wars, individually doing the movies with The New Hope starting next, next Monday. This Monday coming up is going to be, what is it? I don't know. You're editing no, it. It's, um, it's uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. What is it? Well, the one I edited for Thursday is going to be a, a preview of House of the Dragon. And then I don't know, I can't remember what you, hold on, I have it. the other one is. It's it's a movie. Hold on. So we just lose track hold on, sometimes. Hold on, hold on, There's so on, many episodes. On. It's E.T. Oh, yeah, E.T. E.T. Extraterrestrial. Yeah. The Extraterrestrial will be on Monday because it's out in IMAX this week. We're going to see it tomorrow with a buddy of ours in IMAX. Cannot wait to see it for the first time on the big screen. It's one of our all-time favorite movies, favorite childhood movies with Steven Spielberg. And such a classic. If you have an opportunity, go check it out in IMAX because it's going to be an incredible experience. And then I'm pretty sure Jaws is going to be happening in mid-September. Yeah, mid-September, yeah. So that'll be a lot of fun, too, to check out Jaws and IMAX and see that in theaters. And we're going to have another Patreon chosen one guest on our ET episode, oh, Cody. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'll be great. All right, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out all the new content. Be sure to look at our new cover art, too. You can see it on Spotify on our homepage, but on every episode on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, it'll show up there as well as on the Instagram. So let us know what you think about it. Take care, y'all. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.